Warning, you have just entered The Bold Cast. Aiming at creating your best self, The Bold Cast is hosted by David Kelly and Haristo Penchev. Is likely for you. Live your boldest life. Welcome, welcome. The Bold Cast number three. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host Haristo Penchev, and I'm David Kelly. We got some really awesome topics to talk about and toss around today that have really been on our minds all week. So I'm really excited to get into it. How you doing, Haristo? I'm doing really well as well. I'm also very excited to talk about the topics that we've been discussing to do for such a long time. Just because, you know, it's such this is such a such a big discussion in yes. nowadays and I've been wanting to explore the different perspectives of this whole topic for a while now. So it's definitely Absolutely. going to be a great episode, I think. Fantastic. Well, without further delay, let's just get right into it. So as you guys listening and watching are probably aware, R. Kelly and Michael Jackson have been in the news over the past uh, couple weeks here for some scandals involving different things. While we're not going to get into those um, specifically, it does bring up a good point that is something that I think is really important to talk about. And it's not really just it doesn't this doesn't just pertain to, you know, musicians or artists. This pertains to really anybody that's involved in anything in the public uh, sphere, right? So we're talking about, you know, uh, athletes, artists, anything like that. And really the easiest place for us to start here would be with the R. Kelly and Michael Jackson stuff because it's such a good example and a very relatable example. Obviously, R. Kelly and Michael Jackson are artists, right? Mm -hmm. And as I just mentioned, they have been in the news for scandals. Now, Haristo, I know that you... Uh, or the one that brought this to my attention that you want to talk about this. So where do you want to jump off on this topic for the most part? Um, you know, due to the recent scandals that you're talking about, there's such a big discussion amongst the society in general in terms of whether these artists should be claimed and just proclaimed as this sort of really big villains as they need to be for the actions right. that they undertook in the past. Sure. But the same, at the same time, you know, they've been, um, they've been put in a situation where the craft of their work, the the product of their talents, have been, uh, has also been, you know, put under the radar, and they we we are now in a situation where the, their body of work has been suffering due to the personal actions of the set artists. Right. So, long story short, um, the big question nowadays is whether the terms art and artist should be conflated or whether they should be associated with each other or whether they should be distinguished. Um, and, you know, obviously this is such a big topic of discussion. Uh, but at the same time, I've been introduced to this problem a while ago, maybe a few years ago. You know, um, and I'll just provide a bit of a backstory just to fully show my perspective and experience with this. Um, but um, for there's a little known fact for me that when it comes to music, one of my most favorite bands, especially when I was growing up from my throughout my teenagers and so on, was a band called Was Prophets. So I don't know how big Was Prophets were in the USA. Uh, I'm yeah. not that familiar. I don't think they were performing extremely well on the market over there. But um, in in the UK, they were absolutely iconic. 
you know? They were such a big trendsetter. They had the full product in terms of quality of music, in terms of image, in terms of vision, in terms of artistic value. They were such an influential name here, you know? Right, right. And um, I've always been very... Um, very impressed and very influenced by their perfection in every aspect of what they did. So a couple of years ago, um, there was such a big situation with their vocalist, Ian Watkins, who was caught to perform such gruesome activities Mm. with babies. (laughs) You know. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was absolutely terrible. It yeah. was very, very ugly. The news w- was, you know, on, 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 on major and mainstream media. It was absolutely everywhere. Um, this case was claimed to be as one of the biggest and most disgusting ones in the modern history. Yeah, it sure you sounds know. like it. <laughs> It was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Obviously, we don't need to get into too much right. details because this is not the topic of the whole discussion. But my main point was that um, once I, you know, I realized the whole situation, I felt very confused because um, once these details were presented to the public, there was such a big of public outcry. You know, big outlets, media. Uh, started to get Was Prophet's music out of the shops, out of the magazines. There was such a big public ban against the whole band in general of what they did and what they do as a group, you know? Right. So I was very confused. And obviously, I appreciated the fact that, you know, when we're talking about a person who did such massively and objectively wrong things massively twisted and you know degraded activities it's obviously very hard to um you know keep supporting their body of work you know i completely agree that from a moral point of view but at the same time i had a very conflicted opinion because um you know i've spent so much time and so much energy with the music of Lost Prophets. You know, I was so emotionally invested with their craft. Their songs were something that I was genuinely very involved in, in terms of, you know, these uh, these tracks being such a big part of my life. Absolutely. As we know, when it comes to music, we, you know, we are so emotionally invested with it because... We associate different parts of our personality, different parts of our life, memories, aspirations, dreams. You know, we all tangle it up together with the tracks that we feel connected with. Absolutely. So I was presented with the question whether I should feel guilty of enjoying the music that was so close to me as a person or whether I need to, you know, completely distinguish it from myself and just stop enjoying it because of the activities that this terrible person did, you know. And with the time, I came to the conclusion that, um, you know, if you're involved with art, if you're an artistic and creative person, it's very disrespectful to, to the art in general if you necessarily 
associate it with the artist, you know, because I think if you're a creative person, you know that the product that you're creating is not something that it should be responsible, you know, from the artist's point of view. Right. In terms of, you know, you should, you should, you should see the difference between those two things. The same way that, you know, if you have a serial killer, you can't blame their kid for the bad things that the parent did. You know. Right. You, Absolutely. You, you see my yes. point. Yeah. So of course. I'm. I'm. You know. I was. Um, so so this is obviously a topic that I'm very invested in. I I firmly believe that there should be a difference in perception between the body of work of a person and the person itself. Yeah. Uh, because in the end of the day, you you know you've never been in touch with the person. You don't know the personality. You are not friends with them. You are just emotionally invested in the product that they've created in one way or another and i think the 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 created product the artistic value that it possesses should always be respected and not be involved with the activities that the creator of the said product has been involved in as well just because you know the, the the body of work of a certain talent is just an aspect of their personality you know, it, it shouldn't be held responsible for the bad deeds of a character or of a person. So when the whole situation with R. Kelly and Mike, Michael Jackson occurred again, you know, obviously this this has been such a big topic of work. And there was such a big public outcry from people saying that, you know, their, their music should be banned. They shouldn't be uh, getting the attention um, for their music anymore and uh, stuff like that and i just don't think that's right i don't think that's correct and i think that everyone should very much understand the difference again between the art and the artist between the product and the creator but uh, i would be you know obviously i have a very strong opinion on that but i'll be definitely very interested to see what your thoughts on the matter as well I think that, uh, well, first of all, that was a really good way of diving into that because I, I think that that opinion is, in my opinion, is correct, right? Mm -hmm. But you just don't hear, I think there's so many layers to this, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't hear that opinion um, in the media or really anywhere because mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of like insight and introspection yeah. into the situation and into yourself as a person to really understand that. And, you know, I think it, I think it depends right on the specific artist sometimes, because, you know, with somebody like Michael Jackson or R. Kelly, they are their own brand, right? So like mm -hmm. they themselves are sure there's been so many people that have been a part of Michael Jackson, R. Kelly's career, like, you know, background musicians and vocalists, but they're not, they're not what Michael Jackson, or R. Kelly are, right? Yeah. They are, those guys are or were, in the case of Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. were their own brand. Mm -hmm. And I think because of the way they were marketed and branded, people felt like they liked the person as much as the art. And yeah. so like the, you know, the artist as much as the, the, the person, uh, the art, sorry. So the artist and the art, like you were saying, but you know, it's, that's 
merely, uh, <laughs> as you and I know, I mean, we both own marketing agencies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's about as good of an outcome as a as a uh, marketer or a record label or a management company as you want, right? Mm-hmm. And like, just use my own case as an example here. You know, a lot of people now that, well, I can actually say this now because we've actually officially rebranded, yeah. but you know, with Unparalleled Height previously, a lot, just because of the, uh, the age and time when we were uh, coming up, you know, a lot of people ended up following our music and then following us as individuals, right? So just using the example here. Now, Unparalleled Height itself is its own entity. It has its own identity. It's made up of our our art and the people within that group, depending on how we chose to brand it. So, you know, each of us individually in that group had different personalities and different things and different problems and different things like that. It all contributed to making the sound, to making the the brand and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, a great example of this was the Lost Profits when you were just talking about mm-hmm. because it it was one of them. It wasn't all of them, exactly, right? It's not yeah. the whole group that did that. Yeah. Now, they're in terms of there's I, I feel like these things are always looked at in way too simple of a context. Is the guy, the, you know, the vocalist, I forget his mm-hmm. name, that you mentioned, is he a criminal? Of course, right? Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that the rest of the band are all criminals? No. No. Yeah. So should you intentionally not listen to their music to punish the vocalist from getting, you know, maybe some uh, some money or things like that because you morally don't agree with him? That's your choice, right? That's your choice. Now, where I see it, and my personal opinion on the matter is, I don't really listen to music for um, these people as um, moral role models or something like that. Now, when I was growing up, I did. So I can see why a parent, for example, would be very upset over you know, a son or daughter listening to an artist that did something like this. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, you know, maybe their son's 10, 15, you know, tw- you know, 19 yeah. years old, something like that. That makes complete sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was younger, I did look up to a lot of these uh, artists as role models. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Tim Lambesis from As Laid Dying. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about something that's very polarizing. That is a very polarizing topic. Yeah. When I was going to... Europe last year on the Galactic Empire European tour. I'm not going to mention the name of who I talked to about this, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of debate within the label that Asley Dying is, was signed to. I can't even remember if they end up resigning with them, mm-hmm. but some of them, some of them wanted to bring the band back, and some of them didn't want to bring them back. And people were quitting that label left and right because they didn't agree with, you know, the decision to possibly bring them back. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. For anybody of you guys that are listening that don't know who Asley Dying is or Tim Lambeas is, Asley Dying is one of the most famous metalcore bands of all time. They basically paved the way for bands like myself and Tethra now and all, all these bands that have come after them. And what Tim Lambesis did was was horrible, okay? Tim Lambesis, uh, to put this very bluntly, he was in China. I believe they were on tour there or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he tried to hire a hitman to kill his wife. The hitman happened to be a undercover cop, luckily. So it never went forward. Tim went to jail, I think for like four or five years, something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, 
Was that a terrible thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There is no doubt in my, in my mind. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Are we as a society and just a, a global society mm-hmm. and a community and thing, are we so past the point of forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in Tim's case, Tim claims that he wasn't thinking clearly because he was on steroids and he came off of them and his mind was was going all over the place. Some people don't handle that stuff very well. Mm-hmm. So should is is Tim to be to blame regardless? Is it yes, of course Tim is to be to blame. I mean, Tim is the one to be blamed in that case, of course. But can there be reconciliation there? My opinion is yes. And the thing is, there's, I think, four other members of Nazlai dying that didn't do this, right? So can't they come back and, and make music and, you know, I appreciate that music. I've always liked Nazlai dying. I mean, they just put out a song and, you know, I, I shouldn't say that. They put out a song about a year ago now almost, mm-hmm. but I loved it. And I think it's great because the lyrics talk about what Tim went through. Mm-hmm. he's a person we're all people and you know when i said there's a lot of layers to this i meant something else too we i think see a lot of these things in the case of michael jackson r kelly um uh, the lost prophets guy you're talking mm-hmm. about tim mm-hmm. lambesis you know i'm just using musicians as examples mm-hmm. right now i don't think we see these things correctly as a society we look at these things as oh my god this person's an awful person in all reality, it's mental illness in a lot of these cases. It, it, it is a lack of treatment and recognition and diagnosing mental illness, in my opinion. So if you look at somebody like the Lost Prophets guy mm-hmm. and you just don't understand mental illness, you're going to look at him and go, oh my God, what a terrible person, what a terrible thing. Was what that was what he did terrible with the babies? Of course. Nobody's going to deny that. But why did that happen? It's likely because he has mental illness that had it been treated, that would have likely never happened. Now, whose responsibility is it to get the treatment? Of course, it's it's nobody's but his own, really. You know, I, doctors maybe could have, should have been able to see this. You know, I don't know enough about that. But the thing is, we have to, there's so many things here. That's why I was really happy to talk about this topic. Because, yes, you're right. There's the dichotomy of the artist and the art. Mm-hmm. And to me, sometimes sometimes those things are very separate entities. And it depends on the person who's listening and mm-hmm. viewing the whole situation. And that's the beauty of, of art in general, right? Yeah. And then you have the whole underlying premise of why these things occur in the first place. And, you know, to me, we, we have to shift the, a conversation as a society to really look at a lot of these people and especially people in the public spotlight who are having these problems and try to find out why this might be occurring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, I, I, in the case of Leslie dying or any of these people, you know, I don't really care what happens beyond that. Exactly. You know, now if these people were like, you know, if this was like the Pope or something, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a different story. You know, okay. I'm just using that example, but like yeah. they aren't our moral compasses and if they were your moral compass i can understand how you feel betrayed in that mm-hmm. aspect um you know as dying in many ways had like a christian 
metalcore vibe to them. Yeah. So this whole thing, yeah, like whitewashes all of that, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you know, for me now, since I'm I guess more grown up or something, I just don't I don't really care, man. I like their music, and I'm gonna support them if I feel like it. And I and if it's something like you know, if Tim Lambesis comes out and asks for money to help pay for something, I probably won't do it. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, as like dying, the the artist mm-hmm. and the art there, I have no problem supporting. Exactly. You know, I think the biggest argument here is that obviously you constantly see the two main points of discussion. One of them being, you know, he they're terrible people. You shouldn't support them. They don't deserve the recognition and the attention that they get. So, so you know, we need to stop that. And right. if there's yep. any other opinion, the first side of the argument say, but they're terrible people. How can you support them? You know, they, they did such terrible things. They, you know, they don't, they don't deserve any sort of tolerance. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, again, I want to stress that obviously they're horrible people. Yes. Obviously right. they're bad personalities. No one here is saying that they're not. You know, they deserve everything that they got in terms of, you know, the results of their actions. The thing is that, again, as you've said, the, 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 the stuff that they created or even their bandmates in situations where we're talking about groups, they don't deserve the, the attention that, you know, the, the, the bad and negative attention that is caused by just the mistakes of one single person, you know? Yeah, and I and I think everyone should recognize that because again, the art as a product is something completely different. And, and you know, it's uh, you just triggered me thinking of, of something. Yeah. It, it's to me, it's it's this is such a problem now in our in the world we live in because of um, you know something. Here's a good example. Something I say in this podcast could be used against me in 10 years. Exactly, yeah. You know, for example, something I say in this podcast could be used against me in 10 years or something down the road. And this has been a big discussion now with, you know, platforms like Twitter and Facebook and different stuff that are banning various accounts for certain actions and stuff. And one example that's really on top of my head right now is this happened recently is Liam Neeson, if you're familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he made some, I don't remember the exact details, but he made some statement where he said, you know, this was, this was, this story happened years ago. I mean, this was like 20, 30 years ago where essentially, um, somebody, his, his friend was like raped by somebody. And he said that he was like walking around town and looking to basically assault anybody of that same race with a, Mm -hmm. with a baseball bat or something. Okay. Now, take that audio clip that he said that in and cut off what he said after it, and it sounds horrible. Yeah. But he expe- he expressed the fact that he was upset that he ever felt like that and did that, right? He mm-hmm. he was explaining a situation in which he had regret from his mm-hmm. his, you know, previous time. And as soon as this happened, all over the media, it's people saying you know, Liam Neeson should never be in a movie again. He should never, yeah. you know, you should stop supporting his movies and this and that. But it's like, if he can't talk about, it's not, this just didn't happen yesterday. This happened mm-hmm. like 20 or 30 years ago. And he's expressing, 
you know, regret for do, for committing and trying to do something like that. Yeah. And you're going to hold that against him. So what? So people can never, ever express um, regret and talk about a situation in which they uh, regret their actions in before and ask for sympathy. And there's no there's no road to redemption. I mean, you know, that's that's and it ties directly in with what we're talking about here, because these are all like public sphere people. I just I think it's a bad spot to be in. I mean, you know, we want to have a world where, you know, people are held accountable for their actions. But there's a difference between being held accountable for your actions in a legal sense and people like boycotting your your art, especially when, you know, you're it's not just you, right? You know, yeah. I could I could at least understand it in the R. Kelly and Michael Jackson yeah. situation. Cause again, because I go back to yeah, yeah. they are their brand. But when you're talking about bands, you know, should I be punished for something my bassist said ten years ago or something? You know, like Exactly. Come on, we all grow. We all have different opinions as we're growing older, and we should be given the benefit of the doubt. You know, unless you know, these people aren't running for president or you know to lead their countries. That they're, they're just public figures. They're artists or athletes or actors, actresses. Mm-hmm. I just think the whole public uh, consciousness and societal way of looking at that is just kind of flawed. You know. It very much is. It's very worrying that such tendencies occur more and more nowadays. Obviously, as you said, the, the Liam Neeson situation, uh, the whole situation with Kevin Hart and his yeah. Oscar hosting uh, yeah. stuff is also a good example. Uh, just recently, there was a very big case, including Shane Dawson, who is one of the biggest YouTubers ever yeah. in the world right now, who made a joke on a on a very small podcast almost seven years ago a clear joke you know a bad joke but yeah. clearly a joke and now he's getting so much hate and yeah you know so much negative attention from everyone and it's just it, it's worrying that sometimes as you as you said it seems that the society is not in a position to acknowledge the circumstances that certain things are happening, you know? Yeah, and that that's the that's a big problem because, mm-hmm. you know, all you have to do... Again, I always talk about... I'm always going to talk about this, but just, you know, it, it starts with looking in at yourself. Do yeah. you as a person make mistakes? Of course. Have you mm-hmm. said something that you regret? And if there was a, uh, a recording camera or mic in front of you, and it picked it up and it was leaked to the press or something like, would you, there's probably, you probably, not you specifically, but, you know, people listening, to this, you probably say, we probably say stuff like that on a weekly basis, yeah. some of us, maybe yeah. daily, some people, maybe all day, some, some of us. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there has to be a road to redemption there. Now, mm-hmm. here's where I, here's where I draw the line is if this with a person continually keeps happening. Then they're just a yeah. bad person. That's yeah. different. Now, with the guy you talked about, the YouTuber, he said something seven years ago. Now, if yeah. this hasn't happened again, time and time after that, clearly he was making a joke. Clearly, you know, maybe he made a mistake. Okay, you know, yeah. So be it. And and that's that's where I draw the line because then then how you know fine of a line are people have to walk? You know, come on, people. Mm-hmm. You want people to give authentic performances. We're talking about Kevin Hart at the Oscars yeah. or, you know, 
somebody like a guest coming on our podcast or any podcast, you want authentic performances. You want the real stuff. Sometimes talking about real things is ugly. It's not great. And that's kind of the point, right? Of sharing experiences and learning from one another is to hear about people's mistakes. And I think in the case of Liam Neeson, he was trying to show why racism is a bad thing. And then he gets called a racist because he's talking about a mistake he made in his past. Yeah. How many people in the world grow up racist simply because, you know, they, they're in a home that's like that. And then later they become, I, I have a perfect example of this in a second. They become reformed and they realize that's absolutely wrong. Some, some of the, st- you know, most staunch um, advocates for, you know, against racism, things like that, are people who were formerly racist because they understand how terrible it is. Two great examples real quick. The Westboro Baptist Church. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Okay, yeah. your face lit up. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the one daughter ended up leaving the church and she's been an advocate against them for a long time. Now, she had did some awful things in her past, mm-hmm. but she has expressed, you know, regret for those things and mm-hmm. asked for sympathy and um, not sympathy, asked for compassion and, you know, um, forgiveness mm-hmm. and she has great insight into the you know the the mindset and the psychology yeah. behind that because she left that group. So in the same light, should we hold that against her and say no, you're not welcome to talk about these things? No, she has a lot she could teach us. She's a lot to share. And she in bottom line, she's a person. She grew up in an environment. What are you supposed to do when if all your family members are like that? Do you really think that you're gonna? Do you really think you expect a child to just? Not, who doesn't know anything else? You expect them to be yeah. different? No, not until they can realize and look out in the world and see the flaw in that. Another great example is, um, I'm drawing a blank on his, it's Christian Picciolini or something like that. Um, you know, he used to be a very, very high up uh, white supremacist leader. And again, he is somebody who's completely reformed of that. So he's speaking constantly about why that's such a terrible thing. And things like that. But he did some bad things in his past. But again, that road to redemption has to be there. Because he can he has actively helped pull people out of that. Mm-hmm. Out of being in white supremacist gangs and things like that. So that's great. We want to encourage people to do that. If we if we then discourage people through punishment or whatever to, you know, not share and not, you know, come out and talk about these experiences. Mm-hmm then how are we going to ever help other people? How are we going to make a better world? We're not going to. Because, I mean, essentially what's happening there is you're restricting free speech to a certain extent because while there's not like legal restriction on on saying that, their art or their businesses suffer and things like that. Again, there's a time and place where that should happen. It's just case-by-case basis, I think. Yeah, I think people should just understand that, you know, if someone if someone does a bad thing, this doesn't mean that this person is a bad person. Ah, uh, you know? I was gonna bring that up. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. it's just such a such a big difference between the two things. Like you know, as you've said, if there's a reoccurring tendency, yes, of continuously bad decisions, bad activities, and so on, that's completely understandable. But uh, you know, it's. I, I don't know. It's so cynical for people to completely just just sort of witch hunts on, yes. on you know on personalities that you know just do regular mistakes that 
everyone does. And, yeah. you know, this is mainly something that obviously occurs in, in, in the public sphere considering yes. the fact that, um, you know, when we're talking about famous people and so on, every little step of their lives, especially nowadays, is just judged, is yeah. just, you know, walk into the finer details. And um, it's bad that most of the society's participants are just sort of, you know, um, getting satisfaction from yeah. blaming other people from the tiniest mistakes, which is, I think it's, again, very, very worrying tendency. Uh, but, uh, you know, I especially when it comes to art and, 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 and the talents of a certain person, I, I, I just think that's so bad and so sad because there should be a difference that should be acknowledged by every single person. You know, you know there's, a, there's a difference between action and mindset, I think. I, so. I, I could not agree more. And, you know, one example that I could not think is even more, you know, because let's look at it this way. You you think that the, the people that are, you know, we're talking about R. Kelly and Michael Jackson or whoever we're talking about, they yeah. became famous for their talent and their skills exactly. and things like that. They didn't become famous for their moral conscience or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just don't understand why that somehow becomes the main focus after that. Now, I can't think of a more uh, clear example of this than sports, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there are some artists, like I said, that build personal brands on themselves and things like that. You get to the professional level of, of sports purely, <laughs> purely because of your talent. There is, mm-hmm. There's no other marker. Nobody cares. You know, I, I, I don't care if I go watch a, if I'm watching football or basketball or, you know, uh, you know, American football, mm-hmm. um, I'm not watching it <laughs> because I am looking for, oh, you know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm on Sunday, I'm watching American football because I'm looking for some moral guidance on how to go about my life. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. All right. I'm not doing that. I'm watching it because I'm trying to be entertained in some way. And so, you know, I think that's another thing that really people lose sight of in sports, especially in America, is they lose the sight of the fact is it's entertainment. It's not people get so emotionally invested in the sports here, but I'm not watching these people for their moral conscience. Mm-hmm. Now, they could make me care about their moral conscience. There's a lot yeah. of players who do that, right? They use their public platform to push issues forward and stuff like that. And, you know, in the in the civil rights movement in America, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali and a lot of people like that were very prominently doing that. And they used their platform and it was really good for doing that. But had Muhammad Ali not done that, nobody would have ever cared yeah. about what his moral stances were on things. There's tons of athletes that never state moral stances on, on things and never do, you know, one thing or another. Now, if, you know, somebody makes a, a stance on a specific moral issue... And then later they are caught committing a crime that t- directly violates that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. You d- you deserve whatever comes to you mm-hmm. at that point because you're doing one thing and you're, you're I mean you're saying one thing, you're doing the other thing. Yeah. So yeah, you deserve it at that point. But come on, like I, you it, it's and it's always amazing to me. It's like well yeah, there's such a dom- uh, problem you know in, in American football with domestic violence from players. Mm-hmm. 
Really? Are you really that surprised by that? Yeah. A bunch of guys who are paid to literally beat the shit out of each other for a living. You're surprised that when they lose their coal, they might do that to their girlfriend or wife? I'm not surprised by that at all. Now, does that mean that I support that and think that's right? Absolutely not. But am I surprised by that? No, I'm not surprised by that at all. I kind of think if you're surprised by that, you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of obvious to me. These guys are paid to beat the living hell out of each other. So... You think that's sometimes that is a switch you just can't turn on and off. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting heated in the middle of a of a game or something, and then you're getting heated at your home with your mm-hmm. with your significant other, you might not be able to flip that switch on and off, mm-hmm. right? So again, you know, it's it's like, is it a bad thing and is it a terrible thing? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But it's just it, it's it's truly amazing to me. Where and another great point on this stuff is like where some people are given roads to redemption and other people aren't. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yes. <laughs> I remember there was this running back who played in the NFL who, um, literally, literally on video punched mm-hmm. his uh girlfriend in the face in an elevator. Okay, mm-hmm. he was you know cut from his team and everything, and but and people were discussing like, oh, you know. Is he going to come back and play or, you know, is he this and that? And like, you know, there was a lot of NFL experts saying like, yeah, he should be given a path back and this kind of stuff, all this kind of stuff. Fine. And then you have, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Risto, because you don't live in America, but Colin Kaepernick, who was kneeling for the national anthem, right? Completely victimless thing. Yeah. And people overwhelmingly did not, a lot of, a a segment of the country did not want him to play because of that. But some of those same people were like, oh, he, right. The guy's name, the running back's name was Ray Rice. Oh, Ray Rice should be able to play again. Really, so the guy that punched the girl in the face, who you saw do that, should be allowed to play. In your worldview, should be allowed to play. But the guy who kneeled for the National Anthem to protest against police brutality, against violence, that guy shouldn't be allowed to play. It's just, the standards are ridiculous, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's it's so, and, and people are so quick to judge and class judgment on other people Meanwhile, they don't look at them. That, that's the thing, Arista. I think that's the main point here is we have such a introspectively dead culture where people are so quick to look at others and judge other people and, yeah. and, and care about what those people are doing, but they don't ever look at themselves in that same mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. right? I, does that make sense? Know, it does because I completely agree with that, you know, and that's why I'm saying that this is such a bad time for what time we're living in because this is just not a healthy perception this is just not a healthy mental approach when it comes to living your life nowadays and approaching dynamics between yourself and other human beings there's something seriously messed up if your brain is operating in such a manner you know it's just constantly pushing double standards Yes. Constantly trying to find the only logic that actually suits your personal goals and personal points, just so you can be on the top in the end, you know. In, in, yes. In, it's just, I don't know, it, it's something that very much saddens me, you know, especially, obviously, when it comes to music and when it comes to in, in sports as well, in general, because I think that. Obviously, you know, you know, there are reoccurring tendencies, there are similarities, 
between this concept being applied to different spheres. But I also think that every different sphere uh, has its own culture that you should yes. be aware of and yes. that you should understood properly to fully right. understand the situation. Yes. And you know, I'll 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 get back to back to the music point. I don't think it's rational or objective for let's say let let's say we have a mainstream journalist part of a big brand, a big media that you know is meant to cover this sort of a situation from the music industry without having the knowledge or understanding of the whole music culture of the whole music business and obviously you know they're portraying this sort of negative cases in a way that this would benefit their professional activity that yeah you know this would benefit their reputation as a professional but at the, the thing is that you know to your point they explaining and portraying point and information that is not meant to showcase the full depth and in and, and the righteousness of the situation but rather to you know invoke a certain effect from the audience yeah you know and it yep. it's bad because these people you know, are structuring their activities and they're structuring their presentations in a way that it can affect, uh, the, you know, uh, the majority of the audience that is not, that also doesn't possess the right knowledge about the said situation. Right. And, and we're right. getting in one very, very negative cycle where such a big part of, such a big part of the society is, is having the, a, a very strong need to express and share a certain message that you know is affecting is affecting such a big part of today's world that they are not being part of and in the same time this is this is you know constructing such a bad dynamics between everyone involved and um it's you know it's just something that concerns me i wish that people would would have you know would have the desire to firstly get themselves educated about the specific case that they're talking about that they wouldn't you know base their decision on instinctive thoughts and yeah. manners and whatnot yep. and and just try to respect the different circumstances that might have affected a certain choice you know. you know, that's a great point, Risto. And I, I think there's a lot of things here. But one of the main things I was just thinking about as you were saying that, when you talk mm -hmm. about getting educated on, on the topic, yeah. is that really a major flaw in a lot of this, when I talk about the, you know, let's just talk about like E! Uh, entertainment or whatever. Yeah. Which is, you know, they they don't exist to... Um, well, actually, let me, let me say it this way. They exist to report the news on these kind of things, mm -hmm. right? But that's not what their business model is. Their business model is to report something just ridiculous and preposterous mm -hmm. to get views and clicks and things like that. Do you know why? Because they make money not by you directly watching. They make money by taking that data, turning that data to uh, agencies who then will you know sell um and play I mean um 
I'm sorry, slot advertising in there. So they're directly relying on views and clicks and things like that. That is the biggest problem with media in music, in uh, sports, in politics, anything you're talking about here, because they rely, their business model does not rely on reporting the truth and reporting nuance of that truth, right? It's not that simple most of the time. All these things, are there's so many layers to it. Like, do you really think that you're going to turn the TV on and they're going to be talking about R. Kelly or, or um, uh, you know, Michael Jackson or any of these things and go, they're going to have somebody come on and they're going to bring a doctor on who says, you know, there's a good chance these guys, in the case of Michael Jackson, obviously he's, he's, he's passed away already, but, you know, these guys have mental illness. You know, they should be, we should be looking at this differently. We should be, you know, looking at these people in a different, in a different light. Obviously what they did is awful. Nobody's like, Mm -hmm. nobody's disagreeing with that. Yeah. But it's like, the problem is, is you're, you or me are looking at that with our mental state and saying that's terrible. And that makes sense to us because we don't have that same level of mental illness. Right. Yeah. So to place that set of glasses on those people's eyes and say and see that they see the world the same way that we do is unfair in a lot of ways. Again, I'm not I'm not I'm not defending what they did. Yeah. I'm saying that we need to have a better understanding of the motives behind these things. The reason I think that so people just can't understand why, you know, serial killers and rapists and things do these kinds of acts is because they're wired differently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Again, it's it's not and it's not about like oh they did the act they're wired differently they should be we just let them you know run free that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is we need to get better at preventing those things from happening by trying to spot them at a younger age and try to get ahead of the curve on that kind of thing right right like pre- preventing these things whether I mean in all cases of mental health and things like that. I mean, we were talking about anxiety and depression in the last episode. Yeah. Same thing there, right? How many suicides could be prevented if depression was treated properly in a, in a, in a higher way, right? I mean, how many things, this is what I'm saying. The problem is the way that it's, there's so many different layers to this cake, if you will. And, yeah. you know, the media is, is to blame the, the, individuals who are are viewing these things and 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 out coming out with outlandish opinions about these things you know a great great, great example i was thinking about this while you were talking too mm-hmm. is how many people protest like when something happened at starbucks they show up at the sign and they're like oh fuck you starbucks like i'm not going to support what yeah. you're doing meanwhile because you know for whatever reason i think there was something with like the face on the one cup or something. i don't remember what it was this mm-hmm. was a couple years ago they show up wearing like Nike pants and Nike shoes that were literally made with slave labor. Yeah. Okay. The cognitive dissonance is unbelievable among human beings. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's, hypocritical. It's ridiculous. It, it is. It is. And you know, the other part that it's, it's completely, I would say even fascinating me right now is the fact that, you know, obviously we're discussing, cases with musicians and sports people and so on the thing is that the aspect of their mentality the aspect of their characteristics that made them famous in first place is the same one that made them to do this sort of mistakes as well right most of the times yes you know and i i think this is where a big part of the problem is coming as well because 
let's say you are just sort of a person. You know, you obviously can't self-assess yourself in an objective manner. You know, you do what you do best, you do and you act as you are operated to act, right? Yes. Yep. And in one part of your life, you are being cheered, you're being supported for the person that you are, for the way you think, for the way you act. And the next time, you're completely blamed, you're completely destroyed for the same reason. And I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to picture and, and, and try to see how a person in this sort of situation would react, how they perceive the thing that, you know, from their perspective, they're just doing whatever they've always been doing as well. Yeah. But they're getting different results in the same yeah. way. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's, 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 it, it's just mind-blowing, you know? As you've said, I, I, I just think that it's so hypocritical. It's, it's, it's completely ridiculous it's, that um, it's, you know, I, I think the main points of, of the attention that these sort of people um, are getting is always more related to the needs of, you know, of the media and of yeah. their supporters yeah. rather than, you know, having some sort of objective to it. it, it it's just, it's... The media, again, in any of these cases, they're only going to feed you what they think is going to sell for them. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they're not, they're, they're just not going to, that's why, to me, the rise of like media that's that's funded directly by the supporters is so good because you have then people that are not curtailed, I mean, they're not strangled by their advertisers um, and they can they can speak freely about what they want and their supporters are directly funding that, that avenue. So it lets, lets them speak the truth and speak and cover what's actually important to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, I, myself, I don't watch any, you know, people, people talk about, you know, in America about like different media sources and politics and stuff like that is just an example, but I don't watch any of those mainstream ones or read any of the mainstream articles because they all have their bias and they're catering to that audience, right? So like if you have a more like conservative or liberal outlet, then they know their audience is that way. So they're going to put out stories that are going to map onto that audience better because they know their audience wants to hear that. You know, people don't want to hear things that they, that, that, that kind of make them go, oh my gosh, that, I don't know. That's, that's, that's kind of, you know, kinda, I don't want to. Please don't make me feel uncomfortable. You know, it's just that way in, in anything. So people don't want to hear that. And that's the same thing with with the R. Kelly, with the R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, all these people mm -hmm. are talking about. People can't handle nuance a lot of times. They, they, yeah. They're very... And this is the product, in my opinion, of a society where you have people that... You have an entire society that was raised where... These soft skills, such as like introspection and understanding yourself yeah. and understanding how you fit into the world and how other people fit in like you and that everybody's not like you. You are one person. Everybody's not like you. Stop trying to make other people like you, you know? So that's the product. This is what you get, in my opinion, when you have a society that was just so focused on these hard skills like science and we talked about this before science and math and all the you're just not yeah. you're not 
This is exactly the outcome. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, what you have to do is as a society, you have to take a look and go, we didn't do that right. <laughs> this was kind of a, we kind of messed up, but we have to understand that, right? You got to understand that there's a problem and then try or do our best as, as ourselves to correct that course. And hopefully the next generations, we can learn our lessons and the problems that are existing and teach them in a, in a better sense. And here's the thing. When I was uh, 10 years old, 12, 13 years old, podcasts weren't around, right? So I only could access mainstream media sources, radio stations, um, you know, uh, TV. Yeah. And I could go on and on. But now kids can get in and find out the truth at a, at a much younger age, you know. Yeah. So to me, that kind of problem might already be working itself out. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, a lot of these people we're talking about who are the first to lambast these people are younger kids too. So most of the time, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's a complex issue, but um, again, my my main point, my main thesis of this is there is a difference, as you said, between the art and the artist, mm -hmm. or the business and the product, the business yeah. and the service, whatever it is, and there's a difference between, like you said, a bad person and a bad mm -hmm. action. Yeah. Now, somebody who's a bad person is somebody who repetitively does that, but a bad mm -hmm. person could be somebody who's mentally ill too. Yeah. So. And there's other, and there is people out there who are not mentally ill who do, who do bad things. Those are evil people. There's a big those difference between those things. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up what I what I was uh, saying. What I think about this. I don't know if you want to add anything on the end here, but um, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on this. Yeah, um, I think that's a that's a great great way to wrap it up. But um, yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I think this completely summarized my views as well. So, uh, you know, it felt, it felt great to discuss this in depth and in details as well. And I just hope that, you know, we, we provide it and showcase a point of view that most of the people will try to understand. Yes. Yep. Um, because this is the key to actually working towards some sort of positive activities in every field in general. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing I would like to say before we end this is like, yeah, this is called the bold cast. And a lot of times we're going to come in here and talk about like, you know, personal development and things like that. But, you know, the other thing I always want people to, to walk away with from listening to this is try to look at your life and look at the surrounding environment, in your life, the people in your life mm -hmm. with a more nuanced way. Don't be so close minded, you know, yeah. give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes and understand that we're all different. We're all, but we all want the same kinds of things in life. Mm -hmm. Some of us just have a harder time getting those places. Some of us mess up more than others. And at the end of the day, everybody's a human being, including yourself. So you should treat people the way you want to be treated, the golden rule, you know? Yeah. But again, there are bad people out there and there has to be punishments for those people. But again, not everybody who commits a bad action is a bad person. And with that being said, Let's wrap up the boldcast number three here. We will see you next time on the boldcast number four. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the boldcast. You can support the show by leaving a review on whatever platform you listen on. Make sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on both at the boldcast. <laughs>